0: All right, so this is my friend Jason. I'm going to let him introduce himself, and he um, leads a project called Through Our Eyes. And so if you'll just introduce yourself and then talk briefly about what Through Our Eyes is for us. Sure. Uh,
1: So my name is Jason Williamson. I'm the missions pastor at a church in South Carolina, and uh, I've been a photographer for, I don't know, gosh, like 30, 20-something years in... I had this passion a long time ago uh, about capturing life. Uh, I used to hate taking photos of people. They kind of scared me and intimidated me and I, I just wanted to take abstracts and pictures of like nature and things like that. But uh, as, I, as I continued to develop my passion for photography, I started to realize how precious life was and what we were able to do with such a simple tool and uh, I, I spent uh, about 10 years in the corporate world. I was in digital advertising. I worked for a newspaper company for a long time. And uh, then God called me into ministry. And um, my heart really broke for the homeless that were in our community. And I, I had this idea based on a couple other projects that I'd seen that were part of the secular world about combining a passion for photography and a passion for people and a passion to try to make a difference in our community. And that's kind of what birthed the Through Our Eyes project. And so we started in Spartanburg, South Carolina in 2016, and we gave out 100 cameras to the homeless and we asked them to photograph their lives. And our, our goal was threefold. First, we wanted to use that as a platform to take the gospel to people that desperately needed it. Um, we, we needed these folks to understand that they were precious and they were loved and that we wanted to help them in their afflictions. Uh, Our second goal is that as a photographer, I get a tremendous joy about capturing the world around me. And as a Christian, I I view photography as a form of worship. I view photography as a way of capturing in a split second moments and people and places that God put in my life and created. And, And as I snap that and I remember that and I can pray for the people and the circumstances and the photographs, I I get a lot of joy out of seeing what I created, and so I wanted these photographers to feel the same joy, and many of them probably wouldn't have access to um, any kind of a camera other than maybe uh, a really terrible phone that they got from Walmart or whatever, and I, I wanted to be able to empower them with these cameras so that they can feel like they're a part of the awareness about homelessness and not just... The problem that is trying to be solved, and, and so we wanted to give them that joy and satisfaction of being creative. But then the third part was we really wanted them to be the driving force behind the awareness in our community. And uh, when we started the project, we actually we, we framed the top twenty photos. We had over eight hundred pictures to choose from, and uh, we we had a lockbox next to every photo. People voted with money. All of the money actually went to uh, homeless ministries. Uh, But the ones that raised the most money, they they won some prizes that were beneficial to them. Uh, We didn't give out any cash. We didn't want anything to get in the way and cause someone to stumble. But we did provide them opportunities to provide for themselves, to get uh, air mattresses and work boots and supplies to make an income and things like that. So uh, it it was just a huge driving force there.
0: Um, What? So explain how the... Explain where you guys have done through RS project Mm -hmm. and then explain how the charlestown version of it is a little different than what you've done previously
1: so when we started in spartanburg that same year uh, it went great and so we decided to take it to greenville south carolina where jd came from to get here and it, it was an incredible project because it was a different different look at homelessness it was also during the winter versus the summer and so we had an opportunity then for, uh, for people to get a different perspective. Uh, we did it a second time in Spartanburg, and then uh, we also branched out. We did a really awesome project with fourth graders from a low-income elementary school in town, and so we got a lot of pictures of pets and fidget spinners. Um, <laughs> then we, the project was picked up by someone who is a leader and a photographer in Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, we also focused on the homeless there. And simultaneously this weekend, while we were handing cameras out in Charlestown, we were handing cameras out in Fairbanks, Alaska. And they ended up on the front page of their newspaper. And uh, they're going to see some pretty incredible photos of the next few months. Um, But we wanted to come to Charlestown because, not because of the homelessness challenge here. There's definitely an income disparity here. But J.D. was telling us about the... Kind of this complexity with different people groups that have been here for generations, people that have been here for just months or years, people that have um, uh, great jobs, people that have very poor jobs, people that uh, may not have a a great opportunity to make ends meet, but then we've got other people who do have a, a tremendous opportunity maybe to give and support in other ways. And so we wanted this to tie the community together. Just as uh, the vision for Christchurch is to kind of be the church for the community, we wanted this to be a community unification project where uh, we can see your incredible neighborhood through the eyes of dozens of people. And so I think we've got uh, I think we've got 59 cameras out, and we'll, we'll get rid of the others uh, in the next couple days. And I, I'm very anxious to see what everybody sees uh, in the neighborhood.
0: What has been your favorite moment so far, a favorite moment or two this weekend, passing out the 59 cameras? Has it been like something you've seen or someone you've interacted with that's going to stand out for you when you go home?
1: I'd say that there's probably two. One one is just an observation and and probably just breaking down a Southern stereotype. You know, I'm used to going internationally. Uh, We've got missionaries all over the world. We're, We're constantly adapting and learning about new cultures. And uh, just where many Northerners have their preconceptions about Southerners, I think that there's this idea here that, like, a lot of people are going to be cold and standoffish. And, like, that was not the case at all. We got told no a couple times, but no one was, like, rude about it. And and people just, they were so interested in the project. And that fired me up because, like, they're kind of catching the vision for what this is uh, what it's bringing out and what the potential could be. Um, but I, I met this one guy, I was joking with Kayla, and there were two older guys walking down the street, and I was like, I'm guessing that these guys are going to be a hard no, but I'm going to talk to them anyway. And I had a great conversation with him. One guy was 75, and he'd lived here for since the 80s, uh, and, and he was so excited to take a camera. And he said, well, what, what do you want me to photograph? And I said, well, I want you to photograph whatever you think is important in Charlestown. And he said, "Well, how many pictures are there?" And I said, "There's 27." He said, "So I can take 27 selfies around trust <laughs> And he had a friend. Uh, uh, he had a friend that lived across the street from him. Uh, actually, his daughter lived across the street from this man, and this was that daughter's father. He's from France uh, by way of Costa Rica. So he lives. He retired in Costa Rica. Granddaughter, or the daughter, had a grandson and they're living here now. So we ran into him again yesterday. And so it was just kind of cool small neighborhood stuff and like seeing the same faces again and building those relationships. So like that that really excites me about what the potential of what the church is here and how God can strategically use this project to to bring new relationships. So you know if I can if I can meet the same guy twice and a, a three day period you know i 'm excited for what the reception can do and what you guys can do as as a representative of the church
0: let me just ask you one last question along those lines then. Um... As somebody who is a missions pastor who works with churches and church planters and missionaries and then it works for a larger church in the South, knowing this community, this is your second time being in this particular neighborhood, you've been to Boston multiple times working with church plants, what do you look and, and sort of see as if we hit the lottery spiritually from this project, what could come from it at the end of a month or two or six?
1: Mm. Well... You know, I, I wish I had this great crystal ball, but I'll tell you what my prayer is. My my prayer is that the relationships that are made can turn into gospel conversations and that the the chairs and tables in this room can be multiplied because someone feels safe having a relationship with you that maybe they didn't have before. And that the project can just be a stimulus for or a stimulant for what could happen and if the gospel can catch fire here because of relationships and and seeing how active until the snow comes seeing how active people are out and about like i I think that's incredible and how family oriented this neighborhood is like that really excites me because in a lot of places it's not that way it's like people just kind of have kids but here people do stuff all together and that's that's incredible and so I, i see the makings of a rebirth uh, of the church, and that fires me up. Your pastor's vision fires me up, and seeing how much you guys are excited about this project, and in the reception from the people in the community from all walks of life, uh, I, I am anxious to see these prayers uh, come to fruition, and, and just to trust God with what is to come. And my my challenge for you. As as this is going on, and as we're meeting new people, is to just be bold in sharing with them why you love the church and why you love Jesus, and and that's not a, an easy thing to do in, in most cases, but it is a worthy thing to do as a follower of Jesus. And so we have this we have this moment, uh, uh, in, in this blip in time that through our eyes is doing here in Charlestown, and you know, we can take that blip and, and have eternal consequences and ramifications from it and that just happened with a series of events and um, chance interactions become more intentional and those intentional interactions become strategic conversations and those conversations turn into discipleship and the church blossoms and, and that's my prayer is that the gospel will, will spread and, and God will get the glory through what we're doing with like a really simple, terrible camera. <laughs> Don't tell Fujifilm I said that, because they (laughs) donate to us pretty regularly. But we've had conversations with people that are not Christians. Uh, But the art community and the Christian community often don't overlap. And, like, this is our overlap. Like, this is our moment to get in the door, to build new relationships. And it's all because we have a little thing where we have to wind film again. And, like, that's really awesome, because it, it levels the playing field.